Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. This is Radio Free Brooklyn. And this is Young Persons Radio! I don't usually wake up this early. Okay. Caller, what is so important? <laughs> I guess it's a show where you talk to people who are hit by lightning. Hey, Colby. It's Tim Keck. What's up, bitch? This is Mary Coolahan. Colby, Colby, it's Jason Trackerberg with a very quick phone call. It's me, Gene Craighead George. It's Monica. Yay. Yay. Can I tell you a pigeon story? He's raising baby pigeons in a pasta colander. Pigeon, is that you? There's enough evidence on here to lock her away for a long time. <laughs> oh, I guess this is a maniac show for birds. Stupid, it's childish, and I would never do that to you. Louis Simon. What but kind of art were you doing at the karate school? The art of the empty hand. I take care of feral cats. This is me ball. It's in the house. <laughs> Caller, it lift me out of this slump. Caller! I'm not a fan of the show. No. I've never heard of it before. Are you back to number one yet? I'm feeling real cool. Get me named a living landmark for New York. I gotta shoot on Rob Shapiro real quick. He's a hat. His fans are morons. I'm a big fan of your radio show, but off the air, you're, you're kind of a terrible person. You just sound like a bunch of dorks. I truly really can't tell if everyone's making fun of us. Is this what this feels this like is, every week? Yeah. Come in. Oh my god. Oh my god, it's Colby. You have a nasty habit of surviving. Well, you know what they say about the fittest? Welcome, welcome one, welcome all to another edition of Young Persons Radio right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. This is your Sunday morning comedy program, comedy talk, comedy call-in show. You can call in if you want it, 904-351-0729. Again, that number is 904-351-0729 to call in at any point during the hour this morning. We air on this station, Radio Free Brooklyn, every Sunday morning from 10 to 11. And at 11, we are followed by Point of Order, the great sports talk show. And then at noon, the Brooklyn Conversation with Rosie. And then at 1 p.m., Objection to the Rule, Radio Free Brooklyn's answer to the Sunday morning political talk show circuit. So we've got every possible base covered this morning. So keep that dial tuned to Radio Free Brooklyn. And... I hope you are listening to this on your Radio Free Brooklyn app that you have downloaded to your phone, your mobile device of any kind. It is available for iOS and Android. You can get it anywhere where apps can be downloaded. That's the Radio Free Brooklyn app available now. So much to talk about today. So much to talk about. Uh, but I want to get to my guest right quick. He is the host 
of the Jerry Curl Chronicles every Wednesday at 8, right here on Radio Free Brooklyn, where he looks back at the R&B, soul, funk, and dance tracks that defined the 80s. He's also a writer and a 25-year veteran of the music industry. Please welcome Mike Joseph. Yo. What's up, dude? I'm doing all right, Colby. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad to be here. Early on a Sunday? Very early on a Sunday. <laughs> this is uh, not peak traveling time for me. Usually I'm still kind of trying to wake up. Yeah. Yeah. I get that a lot. I yeah. get that a lot here at this show. <laughs> Especially on a Sunday. Yeah. Didn't he rest on the seventh day? He did. Yeah. Not me, though. <laughs> okay. I work You're seven special. days a week. You are special. <laughs> I work seven days a week, and I make people I know work that seventh day I, as well. You know, I respect that. Yeah. Cool. This, show, this show is a cruel <laughs> Yeah. You're cracking the whip. Wow. <laughs> That's right. Now, Mike, you host the Jerry Curl Chronicles. I do. Every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. I do. How did the show uh, come about? We were just talking right before the show started. We started at the same time. We did. We started yeah. our first shows were the same week. Mm -hmm. um, I have uh, written about this music in the past, and I was working on a book called The Jerry Crow Chronicles. And Shane, who hosts Everybody Plays the Fool on uh, Monday nights here on Radio Free Brooklyn, is a neighbor and friend of mine, and I attend his music trivia night every month. Which and, is where? Which is at Bar Chord, 1002 Cortelli Road, the first Tuesday of every month, music trivia with Shane and Ruth. And occasionally music trivia with Shane and Mike. Oh, okay. You've hosted the trivia. With I, him? I host every couple. When oh, when man. Shane's wife Ruth cannot make it, I am the fill-in host. Yeah. Uh, so next month in June, I will be hosting. Nice. Uh, so um, I think they only bring me in to host because that way I can't win. <laughs> That's the classic, like, you buy up the startup that's yes. threatening the big company. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but, yeah, so we got to talking, and he's like, oh, yeah, I do a radio show. You want to come be on my radio show? So I was like, okay, cool. Was on his radio show, and then after that, he was like, well, do you want a show of your own? I was like, sure, why the hell not? <laughs> and I uh, basically just repurposed my book proposal into the radio proposal, mm -hmm. and here we are. So is the book uh, is the book still alive, or... Uh... It's 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 alive. It might yeah. be on life support right now, <laughs> but it's it's still alive. I need an editor. Yeah. If anyone knows any book editors, uh, please reach out. I'd be more than happy to uh, speak to one yeah, or I two. I mean, I like to think the show has a big publishing industry uh, uh, following. You know, we get uh, we get all the big names here. We get a uh, 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 what's his name, John Updike. Oh, <laughs> yes, I, you yeah. know, I I'm sure that everyone who is who in every media world in existence tunes into Young Persons Radio. Well, it's so funny you say that because Elon, Elon Danziger was on last week. Okay, And Shout he, he and Elon. I spent a solid like quarter of the show talking about uh, uh, Disney buying 20th Century Fox. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> so uh, you got nothing on us, Hollywood Reporter. That's We're covering, right. covering the media beat. That's right. In here. Better than TMZ. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, but so you're hosting the trivia night. Yes, with uh, with Shane. Yes. Do you uh, uh do you like doing that? I feel like it would be I, very fun. I do. It's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. It's it it really is. I uh, you know, I'm I'm sort of the straight man, I guess. Yeah. But but Shane is a great host, and uh, I don't know. It, it's fun to just see or hear. People like groan at bad questions. Sometimes yeah. people groan when we mention artists. I'm pretty sure we mentioned John Mayer at like a trivia night, and the ha. entire audience was like, "Oh!" And I was like, "Wait a second, I like John Mayer. Don't groan." Yeah. Cool but, Brooklyn got a drone. Yes. At, got a groan at John Mayer. John Mayer, that's right. Oh boy, John Mayer, John Mayer trio. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, John, I think John Mayer's great. That's the one that's the album that I had. Their live album. Okay. Yeah. It's a good album. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna hate on John Mayer. I think that's when a lot of people decided that it was okay to like John Mayer. They were like, Oh, this your body is a wonderland stuff sucks. Yeah. But oh, he's got an album with the trio right now. It's, it's pretty cool. Like yeah. he can play the guitar a little bit. Now you can like him. Yeah. Yeah, and now he's uh he's uh, a member of uh the Grateful Dead. Yeah. I, I, I don't know about that. Like I'm definitely <laughs> not a deadhead. No. Uh, uh I mean I, I I enjoy my jam bands. Sure. Uh but Grateful Dead might be a little a little out of my league. Yeah. Uh I will tell you that in within the past year, because uh, I, I I have family who are big uh big big great. I'm not fans. surprised, Colby. Yeah, yeah. And uh I went with them to a show at Radio City Music Hall and I fell asleep. Oh wow. <laughs> well, Alrighty then. We, we'd been walking around all day, you know. You fell asleep a, during a concert <laughs> show. How do you do that? Well, so we were, it's, look, it's radio, so this, like, very, like, plush, soft seats, and I'm just, and I'm not really into what's going on. Sure. <laughs> so my mind is wandering, and I realized, oh, I nodded off there. Oh, wow. I didn't fall asleep, like, consistently. I just, like, I did the, you like, the head, the head nod, okay. you know? Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> wow, I feel like it would just be a little loud to, uh, to really fall asleep, but if you're tired It is loud, but, you know, repetitive. Got it. You know? I'm not telling you anything you don't know. No, not but, at yeah, all. Yeah. Not at all. But, uh, yeah. I I, uh, I have been to Trivia Nights, uh, since we're talking about Trivia Nights. For a long time on this show, I was asking people if they preferred bar trivia or karaoke. Oh. That was like a signature question. Where do you fall? That's like asking me which of my kids I like better. I don't have kids, <laughs> by the way. Uh, I am going to say that karaoke would narrowly beat bar trivia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Very narrowly. Yeah. But I, I love both of those things. Very, They're two of my top ten things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially when it's good. I feel like uh, uh, I've been to some bad trivia nights, though. I'm I... just going to call it. I'm going to call I'm going to say I'm going to name names right do it. now. Right, do it. Whoever the hell that is who runs the, the movie trivia at Syndicated can go take a long walk. Where, as far as I'm where's, concerned, where's Syndicate? Syndicate is right near here. Uh, it's it's uh, by Pine Box Rock Shop. It's okay. like the next block over, and it's like a night hockey style uh, uh, place where they like it's like a, a e dine in movie theater, but they have like a really big bar right where they want everybody hanging out, and they do a movie trivia every other Tuesday. It's like every second and fourth Tuesday, and oh, I go to that, I just get so mad. What don't you like about that? It's too movie? hard. Ah. <laughs> it's too, and I'm like a movie. Uh, uh, I'm movie a movie nerd? guy. All right. And it's like there, the the tri- that we went. The last one I went to was the it was in February for the Oscars, right? Okay. And the, it was like Oscar trivia, and I was like, I'm I got clean this up. exactly. Yeah. And I go, and these the clues are like so obscured behind like layers and layers oh. of knowledge. There was one category where uh, you had to guess it was like they would show the clip of like best supporting actress all the people nominated and then uh uh the person who won that year they wouldn't tell you what year it was was just blurred out of the video right okay so it was like it was like oh now you know uh uh it was like four actresses and then nobody you know and then uh, you had to guess who the blurred out was, and that was the person who won. Yeah, that's difficult. It was so hard. It was so hard. And then, of course, like you knew everyone. Mike, we've already got our first caller. All right. Let's do Excellent. it. Let's do it. Caller, you're on the air with me and Mike Joseph. Uh, 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 
hello Colby. Is this oh, is this an Englishman? This is longtime listener and frequent collaborator John Updike. Oh, John! Updike. Wow, I knew it. The show, yes, great, yes. Here, John, I'm so glad to hear your voice. Listening to your show, listening to your show like I always do religiously uh-huh. every morning. And uh, I heard both my industry and then my name itself shouted out, and I thought, my goodness. I didn't know Colby knew I existed. I, 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 I better jump on this. Now's uh, your chance to talk to me, John Updike. And you, you, you named me. You name dropped me uh, in regards to what I am most well known for, which is editing manuscripts. <laughs> uh, truly, my the, the thing that I'm most famous for. Mm-hmm. And I thought. Well, with a plug like this, it wouldn't be. Well, it, 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 I, I, I got to jump on it. You know what I mean? Of course. I, I, you got to be constantly grinding in this editor business. So you, you know? are you are as calling. You're calling to announce your availability as an editor for book manuscripts. Absolutely. If this gets me more visibility than Fiverr does, then I'm <laughs> all, all for it. You're on Fiverr. Uh, email. Oh, absolutely. I'm on Fiverr. Listen, uh, Colby, uh, everyone, anyone can talk about their big idea. You know what I'm saying? Uh, no one ever got an, an award for um, uh, wanting to do a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No one cares who thought of you it know? first. That is correct. You might say. Yeah, true. Exactly. You know, it's all about doing stuff without any forethought or introspection. Just acting. Uh, reflexively, yeah, uh, and constantly. You know, there to was stop moving would be to die. Yes, yeah. There was one. Uh, there was one ad for Fiverr that said, uh, uh, "Starting a business, or it's like reading about starting a business is like reading about having sex." Oh yeah, I wrote that one. <laughs> oh you wrote. Oh oh, gotcha, gotcha. John, I, you know How what? You it actually makes a lot of sense that John Updike wrote that particular ad. Yeah. Oh, it's my whole deal. My The majority of my oeuvre is about comparing things to having sex. Uh, back in the 1940s, we were just having sex with each other all the time. In the uh, 40s? Very, very hushed. The 40s, the 50s, who knows? <laughs> Who's going to come fact-check that, Colby? Could, could have been Who's going to call in fact-checking right. when most of my novels take place? That's, yeah, you're right. It's, I mean, if anyone was going to call in fact-check, it would be you and you're already You're already line. calling it, yes. And Mine I'm already here, baby. So, all right, so you're but John no, Updike, you're on Fiverr, you want to do more editing. What's something you've uh, worked on lately? What's something I worked on lately? Hmm. 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 Do you know that um, uh, uh, Julia and Ju- Julie and Julia? <laughs> Hold on. Julia and Julia. Wait, isn't that the movie about Julia Child? Yeah, where Julia the book first. Amy Adams uh, 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 cooks through the Julia Child cookbook. Yes. Julia and Julia. Amy Adams' Adams's casting is why I got off the project. I said it's either it's either me or Amy Adams. I don't want her on this movie. Wait, you wanted you wanted to play Julie? No, no, I wanted Amy Adams off the. I wanted to cast someone else. Oh, oh, I see, I see. When When you said it's either me or her, her, 
I got off. Gotcha. I said, make it yourself and good luck. And look, no one talks about that movie anymore. Never. You thought it was funny that I mentioned it. I did think it was funny that the first thing that came to mind as something you could edit was the movie Julie and Julia. No, no, no. It was the book. It was the book version. <laughs> but the book... Okay, sure. Uh, but the the book was, like, based off of her blog, right? Like, she was blogging through this thing. It doesn't matter. Absolutely. I don't know why I'm going... I don't know why I'm Absolutely. interrogating this no. claim so the much movie. when the, it's the, the least the insane thing you've said. The bulk of the project was this. She had all these blog posts, and she was like, how do I turn this into a book? <laughs> and... <laughs> So, you know, she's and like, she said, I've been copying and pasting all this stuff into one big Word document, oh. but the indents are all wrong. Oh. And I said, give me a week. <laughs> and, you know, I fixed the indents. <laughs> wow. Now, this young gentleman on your show, <laughs> I assume that his manuscript is, there are some indent problems. Uh -huh. There probably uh, are. Sure. I mean, past that, who, I know I can't make any guarantees, but I can, uh, you know, I can fix the hell out of those margins. <laughs> look, look, I would say, uh, uh, you know, I would say, you know, give give Mike your your info, but he can just find your profile Mike, on Fiverr. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> young man. Hypothetical question: If when you're when you're looking for your manuscript, right, and you want to change something, and you uh, you hit like the uh, like the enter button to make like a new paragraph, but does it, does it sometimes it just like makes everything else all banjaxed? You're it, like, how did that happen? Why is it a square now? That's it, not a hypothetical. That's real. I, I can fix that. Oh, oh, well, uh, that's fantastic, yeah. Mr. Updike. I, I, I appreciate you, um, your interest in my manuscript. Mike, can I ask you another question? You may. Uh, have you ever been a child... And just be able to sense that something wasn't right in your parents' marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Why, yes. <laughs> mm. Mm. They act the same, they talk the same, they drink the same. Mm. But there's something missing there that wasn't missing before. Like a, like a broken bone or a bird that you found in the alleyway. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. This I'm going to poke back at. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just track this for a second. Something is missing that wasn't missing before, like a bird you found in the alleyway. Well, or a broken bone. I think I think he mentioned that first. It's very poetic. Yes, Colby. One of the formative moments of my childhood was finding a bird in the alleyway near my house in um, Pumtucket, Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. I would visit it every day, feed it, splint its broken wings... One day, I returned to find it gone. Uh oh, that's the day I grew up, Colby. That's the day I became a man. Wow. Well, uh, uh, I was I... still seven. Right, but you were a man then. <laughs> but I was a man. So was the bird. Took out a mortgage that very day. <laughs> <laughs> John, John, it was it was very very fun to talk to you. It's been a been a delight. Okay. And you, you connect with Mike. Yeah, Mike, I'm at, uh, so you go to Fiverr.com, that's two Oz, backslash uh, John Downdyke. That's my uh, my nom de plume. Oh, okay. Uh, in the editing word, world. Right. And uh, just send me a DM, okay? I will look for you.
lovely. Goodbye. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Goodbye, John. Wow. You got John celebrities Upton. calling in and everything. Yeah, I mean, that was, that was, I didn't even have to set that up. Wow. It just happened. John Every, Updike. Everybody wants a piece of your show. That's right, yeah. John Updike is listening every Sunday morning. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. But listen, Mike, we got to talk about your show. Let's talk about my show. I love your show. Thank you, Colby. I appreciate that. Yeah, the playlist is—they're always awesome. And uh, you played—you uh, played Chaka Khan last week. I did. And uh, man, that really—it just got me going. It got that. <laughs> were you? Were you? Uh, I'm now picturing you just like you know dancing around in your apartment. Oh yeah, uh, I, that's that's my goal. I make people dance around in their apartments, and it's uh it's easy with this uh with this lineup that yes. we got going on. But I, I there are a couple a couple uh, specific artists I want to talk to you about. Sure. The first is, uh, uh, were you devastated when Prince died? I was. <laughs> so I actually got sent home from work when Prince died. Uh, really? <laughs> because I was so distraught. Um. So yes, I was I was devastated when Prince died. Yeah, to, was, your, your boss understood. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Mike is showing me his uh his uh, Prince tattoo. I have a Prince tattoo. It's the symbol. Yes. The uh, yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. You uh you got to just go home. I got to go home. Uh, yeah. How uh, how was the grieving process? It, it's still it's still going on. I actually yeah. uh, I went to Minneapolis last year mm. and uh, went to Paisley Park, uh, Prince's residence. And I feel like that was a good, like, uh, moment of closure. Mm -hmm. It was like, all right, you know, I mean, I'm standing here in this big palatial estate that he once owned, and he is not coming downstairs to serve me pancakes. Uh, so, you know, he's definitely not not in the house. Um, but yeah, it was a good way to kind of pay my respects and, uh, you know, sort of make my peace with the fact that he's not here anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool that that uh that 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 exists for people. I've never yeah. gone to like a, a artist like house or anything. Like I've never gone to like Graceland or anything like that. Right. Uh, Are, are you, you an Elvis fan? Sure. Yeah. Okay. I've, I've been watching that documentary slowly. The, okay. the HBO one. I'm halfway through now. You clearly like Elvis much more than you like the Grateful Dead. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm coming down hard anti-dead. That being know, said, I got a T-shirt at that show. I fell asleep at. Did you really? Yeah. I mean, I felt like I couldn't. Not get one. Was it guilt? I think it was guilt. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. Uh, because, like, I, I, I told the story on the air, but there was, it was just like, uh, like, people were, like, very silent and respectful, right? And then it got to the uh, Touch of Grey. You know the song Touch yep. of Grey? It got to the part where they're like, I will get by, I will survive, right? right? And uh, it was so quiet and, like, respectful up until that point. And then this guy goes, like shouts it, and then this other guy from across Radio City goes, "Ah, eh, shut up!" That's New York. You gotta love that. Yeah, and uh, not as much peace and love uh, to go around this time. Hey, this is New York City. We're uh, we're a little we're a little tougher than that. Yeah. Now, next one, Madonna. I like Madonna. Yeah, she's cool. Yeah, she's, I feel like go ahead, go ahead. She's extreme. She's talented. I, she's made some very good records. She's also made some very, some very bad records. Mm. But, uh, yeah, Madonna's all right. I think it's nice that uh, we're at this point now where all of these, like, Madonna ruined the culture arguments are pretty much gone. Oh, yeah. I think that's good. Yes, it is very good. I mean, I, a lot of the Madonna ruined the culture, um, a lot of that talk was really sort of based in sexism and misog misogyny. Definitely. Um, so I'm glad that that has quieted uh, a fair amount. Yeah. It just, it's just one of those things that, like, time... 
he like it's like the time heals all wounds thing where it's just like people were just they were they were uh appalled by her risque behavior yeah, and I mean, now like as as like mores change it's like not shocking you know no, not shock it's amazing the things that she got in trouble for where people would just cut you know in 2018 people just kind of like shrug at it yeah um but i mean she played a big part in in making in normalizing mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff uh but yeah, I mean, there's still an element of, you know, she's not. If if you read any thread about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, whenever oh, yeah. somebody talks about someone not being eligible, they'll bring up one of two things. They'll either bring up Madonna or they'll bring up all the rappers that have been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you know, we still have some work to do, but it it's uh, it has definitely been a lot of movement, uh, forward movement in the last twenty five thirty years. Yeah. Uh, so it's a good thing. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is so bad. It is. It is. <laughs> it's also nuts to me that people take it like as seriously as they do. Uh, yeah. Like people get very mad. Oh, like do you remember a couple years ago when ABBA was getting put in the rock and roll? Yes. There was like a a, a Twitter like hailstorm. We were like, "That's not rock." And I'm like, "Who cares?" Here's, like, yeah. Who also? It's like it's basically just Jan Wenner of Rolling Stone like making all these decisions. Yeah. It's just like one, one guy. Like, and uh, we all know his. Uh, his well, influence is probably more damaging than Madonna's is. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I it it's I I am one of those people. I'm I'm very passionate about music and I used to get upset uh with inclusions and exclusions and and as yeah. I've gotten older it's just kind of like who gives a shit? Yeah. It's not my it's not my museum. If I care enough, I should open up my own damn Hall of Fame. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. The Mike Joseph Hall, Hall of, of Fame. Fame. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, but it is it's it is fu- part of the fun of being a music fan is like doing all the rankings. Yes. You know. Yes. Uh but uh, yeah, once it gets like, like, institutionalized like that, I think that's when the problems start arising. Yeah, you, you know? just you can't take any of it seriously. I mean, everybody's taste is subjective. Everybody's experience in terms of appreciating music is subjective. Yeah. So, you know. Now that being said, mm-hmm. I would love to dissect uh, something with you. Oh boy. That is Rolling Stone mag. Since we're talking about Jan Winner, uh-huh. right? Rolling Stone magazine's top one hundred. Albums of the 80s. Oh, right? wow. Number uh, number one is London Calling. Which was released in 1979. It's on the list. <laughs> okay. I feel like right away that's a red flag. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Nothing against The Clash. London sure. Calling is a fantastic record. Sure. Number one record of the 80s? Yeah. Eh, no. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like not even close, right? Yeah. It wouldn't be, I don't know if it would be in my top, like, 50. Yeah. I I mean, it, like, in terms of, like, I, I don't know if this list is, like, albums, like, like that defined the 80s. I feel like that's probably the, the only good way to make a list like this. Right. And in that criteria, it's, like, I really don't think it's up there at no. all. It's, it'd be Thriller. Great. Thriller yes. would be number one, right? Yes. Number two, though... Purple Rain. Yes. That's a good that's a good entry on the list. Yeah, I mean it it depends on if you're talking about taste or like cultural impact. Yeah. Uh, Purple Rain certainly had a much broader cultural impact than London Calling. And I think yeah. Purple Rain's a much better album than London Calling is. Oh yeah. Um but in these lists it's and I I it's funny. That's an old list and I actually had uh that list in book form many, oh, really? many years ago when I was a, a teenager. And was like, why is the Clash number one? <laughs> like, I don't get it. So I, I don't know. 
those things are always weird. I feel like there's some weird, like, secret handshake deal made to, like, put weird stuff in there or stuff that oh, doesn't yeah. totally fit in the conversation. Definitely. Definitely. And, uh, yeah, it's just like there was that uh, that book about Jan Winter that came out last year. I've heard about this. I have not read it yet. And it is, like, it's everything you suspect is, like, going wrong behind the scenes. It's, oh, like, yeah. kind of going wrong behind the scenes. Like, he, like, he swore to never write about Paul Simon because Paul Simon, like, stole his girlfriend when they were, like, in their early 20s in, like, the, the California scene. And it's, wow. I mean, like... Talk about holding a grudge. Yeah, it's like a 50-year grudge yeah. at this point. Like, chill out. There have been other girlfriends, and in Young Winner's case, boyfriends. Yeah, exactly. So, like, relax. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Young Winner. Yeah, Young Winner needs to chill. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's, yeah, it's just insane to me that, like, Rolling Stone... Is like still exists in its like current form, you know. I mean, it seems like such a dated artifact of like a bygone era. Yeah, I mean, I people don't read magazines anymore. First no. of all, I mean, RollingStone.com exists, and I yes. know people that work for RollingStone.com, and they're wonderful people. So shout out to them. Oh yeah, but you know, right now it's just sort of like Pitchfork 2.0. Yeah, yeah, with like old people yeah yes. <laughs> <laughs> with the occasional article about neil young right it's, or, i was just YouTube. gonna bring up neil young yeah, yeah. we're just like ah like neil young's got a new box set out it's right. like well i would never read about this anywhere else right <laughs> like, <laughs> it's only gonna be on rolling stone yeah now pitchfork is an interesting case though i think uh i think pitchfork like pitchfork's moment is kind of passing i think i think it's passed i think yeah very, it was very like oh four oh five oh six mm-hmm. uh you know early 2000s um before everybody and their mother had, before social media, really, before Facebook and Twitter, yeah, where people could just talk to their circle about music, uh, Pitchfork was definitely a tastemaker uh, during that era. Oh yeah. Um, now it's just, I mean, it's Pitchfork is Rolling Stone, like it's it's all kind of the same thing, and Pitchfork is also owned by this big multimedia conglomerate. Yeah. Now, so it's it's lost its individuality. Mm. Yeah, we've got we've got Stereo Gum. Yeah. I like Stereo Gum. There's still, you know, Stereo Gum and Brooklyn Vegan and, yeah. and you know, all of these other sites that are maybe a little bit more, um, a little bit more bespoke. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. I mean, it's, you know, it's, uh, you've, that's the whole, the whole uh, uh, media landscape in general, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's not one, the one thing everyone's looking at anymore. It's like 10 little things. Yeah, everything is super segmented now. Yeah. No monoculture. We've which, got, you know, no complaints. No, yeah, yeah. We've got another caller on the Uh-oh. line. Uh-oh. Caller, welcome to the program. Hey, Colby. Oh, going, what's going on? This is Tim Keck. Hey. He calls every week. Guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so hey, let's... Mike, I know you. You do? We're friends. What's happening, Tim? <laughs> hey, it's been a very long time. It I has... We met... Uh, I was a temp receptionist at a at the place you were working. You were. I don't know how much uh, on air you uh, you talk about your yeah, you know the job stuff. Yeah. But, um, but I was a receptionist at a, at a place, and you were you were very cool to me. I you know I like people. You're like the coolest guy there it was awesome. It was very nice. Right on. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. I appreciate yeah. that compliment. You're pretty cool yourself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, this is thanks. beautiful. Yeah. Thanks. I think we really hit it off. We're having a moment. Um, I'm loving this music talk, guys. I know nothing about music, but uh, I do find it interesting. It also sounds like you know nothing about getting good uh, phone reception <laughs> there, Tim. Dude, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you're in a uh, 
Um, yes, you have horrible service. I, I actually, I think it sounds pretty cool. <laughs> it's like robot. Yeah, okay, yeah. I might go outside. Oh, here we go. Man, this is like a radio play. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Expect like George Burns and Gracie Allen to start coming in. Jeez. Did you hear my door? Oh, yeah. Like the creepiest door in the world. Yeah, that we could hear. Yes, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This come, oh, that's yeah, much no, better. Does this make it any better? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's loud and clear. It does? Yeah. No, oh, great. Cool. I'll just stand in the street and talk to you guys. Anyway, you're loving this music talk. You are. I'm... I'm loving the music talk. I don't know anything about music talk, but I love all this Hall of Fame. Like, oh, yeah, does this person deserve to get in? It's so, I mean, in sports, it's all kind of a ridiculous conversation, you know, because every year, pretty much every sport inducts like 10 people. And yeah. then you're diminishing the value of the Hall of Fame. And then people are like, but the Hall of Fame doesn't matter anyway. It's just kind of an arbitrary grouping of people. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know. Unless I'm voting on it, or unless I have a stake in it somehow, like yeah, who gives a shit. I feel like sports is easier because you've got all the stats. But, that is true. But uh, with music, it's like it's much more of a uh, a subjective evaluation. Right. Is the rock rock and roll Hall of Fame just rock and roll? Well, it's, no. This it depends is, uh, on what your definition of rock and roll is. Yeah. I mean, it's not just dudes with guitars. Oh, the kind of music that pisses off mom and dad. <laughs> In uh, that case, yes. Yes. <laughs> Except for probably ABBA. We were talking about ABBA earlier. And there's a... Well, uh, Journey's uh, in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's I don't think right. they've ever pissed off any moms Journey or dads. Journey has never pissed off a single person. Were, ABBA was rocking out in their garage, and then mom came down and was like, hey, guys, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> well, mom would have also said that in Swedish. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. You know any Swedish, Tim? Could yeah. you uh, ground this a uh, bit a little more? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'll flip into my casual Swedish. If you there don't is mind. a. Uh, I, I have seen uh, ABBA the movie. Um, and there's an amazing stretch where oh, they're man. like, they're at some. Uh, it's basically just like a concert movie intercut with just some really painful uh, comedy bits. <laughs> the guy who was hosting it, there's a, there's a montage of him talking to fans at an ABBA concert uh, and it's just like he's like well, what is it about ABBA like what do you love about ABBA and it's all these people going yeah they seem like a clean bunch <laughs> welcome to the 70s everybody <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're nice and clean we love their music they're not like those long haired hippie people <laughs> yeah exactly so they're all beautiful and European and uh, um, blonde we feel safe yeah yes. yeah they are Swedes that's a fact Oh they're wow! Swedish. Yeah, they are. They're Swedish. There's a there's a museum uh, in Sweden. That, uh... The Swedes, in my experience, are all tall, mm -hmm. all uh, very beautiful. They're all tall, beautiful people who love terrible candy. <laughs> your your phone makes it sound like we're talking to Hal from 2001. Yes. <laughs> Do robot voice all the time. Then can, can you just say like uh, what what's the thing Hal says? I can't let you do that, Dave. I can't let you do that, Dave. <laughs> Perfect. Is, it, is Dave? it really bad? This has never happened before, but I can't hear anything you guys are saying. See, you can't hear anything? Well, you, you heard uh, you heard my, my, my Hal, to, Hal, Hal prompt. It's a, bear, it's a whisper, though. It's a sweet whisper in the night. Okay. In the morning. Well, I, I don't know whose who's fault it is. It might be ours. It might be yours. I don't know. I'm going to say it's your fault. Okay. If it's, it's not your fault. fault, then it's probably my fault. That can be right. <laughs> Tim, best album of the 80s? 
best album of the 80s, geez, probably that uh, greatest hits album my dad had in his bar that was like, <laughs> had, had everybody on it. <laughs> okay, so you're like a, a uh, dad's greatest hits. <laughs> my favorite two. I love the albums that have one song from each artist on them. Mm. That's my favorite album. Those should all be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is just uh, uh, the Now That's What I Call, I call music, music Series. Yes. <laughs> love it. <laughs> that's what I call 80s. <laughs> I don't know. I love 80s music, but I don't know if I love 80s music enough to know an album from the 80s. Mm-hmm. Well, since we were you talking know, about Pitchfork. I grew up in a household where it was like, oh, we have Aerosmith's greatest hits. Oh, we yeah. have uh, Tom Petty's greatest hits. Mm-hmm. Oh, we have... You know, whatever. Def Leppard's greatest hits. Like, okay, all this right. This is actually this is a good topic, to, Tim. How, Mike? How do you feel about the greatest hits album as a as an entity? I mean, you don't need one anymore because now we have Spotify and, yeah. and Apple Music and all that stuff. Where you can make your own greatest hits album. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were cool when I was younger and didn't have money to buy individual albums by somebody. I was just like, yeah. oh, I get all the songs I like on one CD. Yeah. Uh, now they're kind of useless. Mm-hmm. I think the '90s are like. That's the era of the greatest hits album. Yeah. The 90s. Because yeah. it's also, it's like the art, other artists like who had had careers since like the 60s and 70s, that's when they would start putting them out uh, like on CD. And uh, yeah, that was, that's the time. Yeah. That was also before like Napster. Yes, exactly. It was before you could get your, you know, create the music or uh, compile the music the way you wanted to compile it. Yeah. Yeah. There's an episode. So I remember this uh my my, I, I've weirdly been bringing this up on the air a lot lately. Where uh, my family was a big Full House uh, uh, watcher. <laughs> I watched a lot of Full House in my uh, youth. There is an episode of Full House where uh, uh, DJ like wins concert tickets, and it's like her. She gets to take her and a friend. I think it might. It's probably the Beach Boys because they that show is yeah, like obsessed with the Beach Boys. Yeah, there are a lot of John Stamos was a huge Beach Boys fan. Yeah, and uh, it's my, like her my and a friend. Parents- Saw John Stamos play with the Beach Boys one, one time. Wow! Oh my God! He goes on tour with them. He, he just he just rolls into venues with them. Serious? Like re- repeatedly, this has happened. He was in the video for Kokomo. Like they went to go see oh, the Beach yeah. Boys, and John Stamos was just playing with the Beach Boys that night. And but, this is like in Florida, where John Stamos would not be able to travel there. <laughs> but does he like? Is he just like playing with them, or are they like, oh, we're gonna bring out a friend of ours? It's John I don't know. Stamos. I don't know if he tours like he's doing like fifty cities, fifty <laughs> nights or whatever. But he does it regularly. Like it happens a lot. And wow. He comes out and plays and sings. So. I mean, that can only be because of uh, all the times they were on Full House. Um, but anyway, so it's like DJ's got this take, and everyone's like trying to woo DJ into like taking them along to the concert, and to to try and win her favor. John Stamos makes her a mixtape of like all her favorite songs, and he's like, "Yeah, it only took." Eight hours, and then it's like, ha, 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 ha. But I remember that was when I was, like, burning my own CDs, right. you know, and I was just like, eight hours? What was that process like? I, you know, I made plenty of mixtapes in, in my day, and it was a pretty painstaking process, yeah. uh, comparatively speaking. What would you, would you just, like, you would record, like, from one tape to another? From or? one tape to another, or off the radio, or, you know, from a record player or whatever, yeah. yeah but, you know, you're recording in real time, so right. it's, like, it's like editing a show. Yeah, it takes twice as long to edit a show as to actually host a show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it's similar, you know, similar mechanics. You just got to sit there with it. Yeah, 
And there was no internet back then, so it's not like you were distracted. You, right. Your focus was all about putting this tape together. Yeah. Oh, that sounds excruciating. <laughs> in retrospect, yes. There's a lot of stuff that existed pre-internet that I wouldn't do these days, like listen to yeah. a baseball game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Or even watch a baseball game. <laughs> that Tim hates baseball. You're in the right. Uh, you're in the right arena. Does Tim really this. hate baseball? Some my fave. Okay, <laughs> all right, good to know. Tim, I'm not going to say it's a garbage sport, but I'm not going to say it's not a garbage sport. You're entitled to your opinion, brother. I love it. I love the lead into the sports show coming on. <laughs> yeah, 11. exactly. It's like, yeah, baseball sucks. Covering all our bases right now. <laughs> baseball sucks. Sports are stupid. Give it up for uh, your next show. Sports show. I couldn't remember their names. Yeah, Tim. Tim's a basketball guy. Oh, right on. Point of order. Tim. I do love basketball. Yeah. Uh, so I, last night that was exciting. Are the Cavs going to turn around and win this series? Yeah, they probably are. I, I agree. hope so. I hope they are. I agree. I'm rooting. I, love I, I would love it if Houston, if Houston beat Golden State, that would be so great. And then, and then, Cav, and then LeBron could come out and somehow sneak into like another ring. Yeah, and basically yeah. stuck in Cleveland for like the rest of his career. Do we think? Uh, do we think LeBron's going to L.A. next year? I don't think he's going to L.A. I do think he's going somewhere. Somewhere in the back of my head, I actually think he's coming to the Knicks. Oh wow! Now that would be, that would be something. But, uh, coming to where? Coming Knicks, to the Knicks. To New York. No, why would he go to New York? <laughs> I don't know. He's LeBron James. He can do whatever the hell he wants. That, that's the thing. I mean, I don't think anybody knew why he would go to Miami before, except that his buddy Dwayne Wade was there. Right. But I don't know if that was necessarily like a super clear thing beforehand. Like in hindsight, everyone's like, of course there were signs, but at the time nobody knew. And now it doesn't seem like there is anything that is particularly appealing to him. Like, there's no team that he could just go to that would guarantee him a championship right, right. now. What about, like, Philly? That's the rumor. Philly, okay, so then, then the interesting thing about Philly is then, you know, LeBron LeBron really does take over a team, and you've got a team that is on a different timeline than him. Like, everyone on the team now is going to be, like, you know, improving and getting better for the next 10 years, whereas LeBron is like, I'm going to go and win now. Right. Do you so think- it just puts them in a different situation. Do you think having LeBron on the Sixers would stunt the growth of guys like Simmons and Embiid? Sure, yeah. Mm. Interesting. Definitely. Yeah. And I mean, well, just, you're just saying you've got two really good... I mean, it did for Tyree. Tyree wanted out. Right. Right, like Tyree was a young stud. He was like, finally, I get to have my own team. And then LeBron James shows up and he's like, psych, my team. <laughs> now, like Tim, before your phone fixes itself again, say, I can't let you do that, LeBron. I can't let you do that, LeBron. <laughs> Wonderful. Yes. Oh, awesome. Tim, great to talk to you as always, right. buddy. Good to hear from you, Tim. Keep in touch. Good talk, Colby. Tim out. Tim Kick. Did you just say Tim out? Yeah, he did. It's his sign-off. God bless him. <laughs> Every show, that's how he goes. <laughs> now, Mike, you are also a DJ on this station. I am. Here's what I want to do with you now. Uh-oh. We've got some perennial reads that we've got to uh, do. Oh, yes, right? we do. I think you and me together are going to tag team these. Okay. These. We're going to, like, trade off. We're going to do a double, a two-man pitch for all of these, right? Well, you know, two, two, two heads is better than one. That's right. We're just going to gonna get old-time classic showman. Like, <laughs> we're, we're going to pitch these now. Okay. Where, where do you want, do you want to start with donations? Let's start with donations. All right. Let's, I will just go one sentence each. Oh, boy. <laughs> all right. 
Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, and free expression. Boom, 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 boom. Where, uh, as, wait. <laughs> oh, I got it. We, <laughs> we have already, we rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. So if you'd like to support our mission so we can continue to bring you quality community radio, we invite you to make a one-time donation or a monthly pledge at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. These sentences are run on as fuck. <laughs> uh, you can donate as little as a dollar, as little as a dollar, and every cent helps us to continue to stay on the air. Okay. Uh, so please help support independent community media by pledging whatever you can afford. And remember that RFB is a 501c3 nonprofit, so your contribution is tax-deductible to the fullest extent of the law. Again, that's RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. All right, what do we want to do next? We talked about that. We talked about the app. We talked about the app. Let's do the newsletter. You want to do the newsletter? Let's do the newsletter. All right, sign up for our newsletter to keep us. At, oh, to keep up to date with new programming, upcoming RFB events. Oh, I read the wrong thing. Ah! <laughs> do it. Do the verbatim read. Oh, yeah, awesome. Are you subscribed <laughs> to the RFB newsletter, Radio Free Brooklyn, yet? Every month, we'll send you the latest news about new programming and upcoming RFB events, as well as interviews, ticket giveaways, special offers on RFB swag, and more. The emails only come once a month because we're committed to a spam-free world. You can sign up at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter. Woo! Boom! Best on-air read ever. That's right. It was great. We did it. Made it happen, Colby. <laughs> Teamwork makes the dream work. Oh man, that was uh, that was fun. It was. All right, final question for you about '80s music. Okay. Do you think there is a single greatest year for music in the '80s? 1984. Why? Uh, Purple Rain, uh, Like a Virgin, um, Born in the USA, uh, Run DMC's first album, uh, Cyndi Lauper. Jeez. Uh, uh, Huey Lewis and News, like it just uh, Wham uh, first made it big. It's just a like big year. Tina Turner, so much good music in 1984. Damn, yeah, that is a pretty, a pretty unimpeachable case. It's a fantastic you just made. year. Yes. Yeah, even those first three you mentioned, I was like, ooh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> he could stop now, and I'd be like, yeah, he's right. 1984. <laughs> it's a great year. What do you think is the best music? Best year for music of the last like ten years, wow. 2008 to now. Um. And I'm I'm only hesitating because I can't remember years. Yeah, yeah. I, I probably 2015, which I think was the To Pimp a Butterfly, mm -hmm. uh, D'Angelo Black Messiah year. That's um, right, D'Angelo. Yeah. Uh, when did I move back to New York? It was 2015. So yes, mm. I believe 2015 is the uh, is is the best year in the last ten years for music. Man, some great calls. Yeah, some great calls on I, this program you know, this morning. The the music geek gene is strong in me. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. Well, uh, we're in the we're in the final act of the show now. Uh, so we have got to do. I would we're in the be, end zone. I would be remiss if I didn't uh, get to this last segment. I do this. Try to do this every week. You don't always get to it. But, okay. Uh, this is the Young Persons Radio guest questionnaire. Oh boy, I like right? this. I like answering questions. We've got some new new questions this uh, this week. The first time these first two will be uh, uh, will be asked. Right. All right. This one was submitted by a listener. This one's from uh, from Trevor Lyon. All right. If you are curating a film festival, what are three of the movies that get played? <laughs> I have really cheesy taste in movies. I love it. 
Back to the Future because it's my favorite movie of all time. One. Um, the Breakfast Club. Nice. And Alien. Alien. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I saw Alien when I was four years old, which is way too early for someone to see Alien. <laughs> and the scene where the thing jumps out of the stomach, I, I, that haunts me to this day. Yeah. You know, it's so funny you say that because I really feel like so many, um, like if you listen to like interviews with uh, like filmmakers and stuff like that like of today, so many of them have a story of like, I saw Rosemary's Baby when I was like eight years old, yeah. where it's just like seeing something like that like way too early just, that like scares you. I think it's like a pretty defining experience for artists. Yeah. You know, well, you know I guess we all have families who uh, exposed us to <laughs> art way before we should be exposed to it. Yeah. So. Yeah. And for you, it was Alien. It was Alien. That's a pretty good one to have. Yeah. That's such a great movie. It is a great movie. Now, here's here's the twist on the question. Oh, boy. Same question, three movies, but it can only extend to movies with the in the title. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm trying to think of movies with the in the title. Uh, Does Bre- the Breakfast Club The Breakfast Club has the, 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 the yeah. yes, it's The Breakfast Club. So we got one. Um, The Dark Knight. Nice. Um, The Exorcist. There you go. All right. Yeah, there's three. All right. Next question. All right. Who is an actor or actress who every time you see them on screen, you go, oh, neat. There are a few of those. Uh, probably the most current would be Michael B. Jordan. Oh, yeah. But uh, we We're talking about Creed right before Yeah, we we're the talking about Creed. Program began. Uh, Tom Hanks. Yeah. Um, Michael J. Fox when he used to do movies. Right, right. Um. You know anything with uh, like Denzel Washington in it? Yeah, I will. I will sit up and watch. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, there are a lot of actors. Uh, you know, that I would uh, uh, stick around for if their face randomly showed up on yeah. the screen. Samuel <laughs> L. Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Incredibles two coming yeah. soon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Next question. All right. Is there an internet trend that drives you nuts? Tons of them. <laughs> uh. I'm trying to think of a specific one. And it's weird. The only thing I, I that's coming to mind right now is those ice buckets. Oh, well, the ice bucket challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, and it's funny, but the joke is already starting to wear thin. Uh, there's the meme with the white lady calling the cops on groups of black people. Yeah. Um, and they're just putting that lady's picture in a bunch of different like pop culture scenarios. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm just like, all right, this is enough. Yeah, played yeah. out. Yeah, I, I just saw one with her uh, like pasted into the royal wedding. Uh-huh. <laughs> there was one recently paste, uh, someone pasted her in front of a picture of Prince and was like, I heard there's something about a revolution. And, you know, <laughs> it was just like, all right, yeah, you guys have beat this horse so dead it came back to life and died again. Yeah, God, that's, yeah. A, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see, final question. All right. Final question. Oh, we already did that one. <laughs> <laughs> final question. What is the dumbest thing that's ever made you cry? The dumbest thing yeah. that's ever made me cry. Yeah, my my answer for this is uh, the song "Born in the USA." <laughs> Born in the USA made you cry. <laughs> it just it just it just hit me in a on a day when I needed it. <laughs> you know, wow. It was not that long ago either. <laughs> it was like within wow. the last calendar year. That's weird. It's a weird. It's pretty dumb. Huh? What was the la- what was the dumbest thing that's ever made me cry? Um. 
But I don't know. I don't think I cry. At, uh, I mean, there have been there have been sitcom episodes that have made me cry. Oh yeah, totally. Um, but I think those are kind of designed sometimes to make you cry. Yeah. Um, and the design works. Yeah, it totally <laughs> works. It totally works. Um, I don't know. I, I might have to leave that unanswered. Yeah. I can't think. Well, of we anything. get sitcom episode is like that's that's a good enough answer. Yeah, that's pretty dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I you know. And this is probably a bad example. I'm a huge Scrubs fan. Oh, yeah. yeah and yeah. I have, like, nasty, ugly cried <laughs> uh, to more than a handful See, of Scrubs episodes. See, there we episodes. go. There yeah. is, that's a perfect answer. Yeah. I'm it's pretty like, sure if I ever met, like, Zach Braff and Donald Faison, I would just, like, tear up. And you meet them at the same time. <gasps> Possibly. Oh, and that would be awesome. Yeah. And then, then they go... Eagle. Eagle. <laughs> exactly. Mike, thank you so much for coming on this hey, Colby, thank you for having me. This has been a lot of fun. It was a real blast. I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah. And people can check out the Jerry Curl Chronicles every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Yes, indeed. Right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. So stick around for Point of Order coming up uh, in mere moments. So what, what song should we go out to? Uh, we should probably go out to something from the 80s. Yeah, we have to, right? Something, uh, well, we were talking about Shaka Khan earlier. Oh, let's go out to some Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Which one? Let's see. Uh, Ain't nobody. I'm down with that. Let's Let's do do it. it. Here we go. Coming up in mere seconds. Seconds. Now, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to let this ad play through. Because so many times, Mike, I will be like, all right, bye, everybody. And then it'll be like, bye, uh, uh, absolute vodka. (laughs) Because I'm just playing from YouTube here. Right. That's what people don't realize. Yes. People don't realize I'm just playing from YouTube. <laughs> Absolutely, should give us money. That's exactly right. Yeah, give us uh, give us something here. And seriously, you know, we're making light. And a lot of times, I I, I make light of the uh, the the business we got to do every week, like downloading the app and signing up for the newsletter and making the pledges. But that stuff is uh, is, you got to do it. Very very important. And uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's Mike and I's livelihood. That's right. Yeah, that is right. We we survive on this station. We do. We do. This cookie, I bought it with money that I made on this station. <laughs> and Mike is pointing to a cookie. I am pointing to a cookie. Well, now <laughs> what, it's like one eighth of what a is, cookie. What is that thing? It is a complete cookie. It's like the Mo Brothers? It is, or it what? is healthy. Lenny and, what is it? Lenny it and Larry? Is, uh, Lenny and Larry's yeah. complete cookie, oatmeal yeah. raisin. I'm diabetic, so I can only eat healthy cookies. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's quite tasty. Yeah. That's thanks to donations from listeners. <laughs> from listeners yourself. of Radio Stick around for Point of Order. Here's uh, here's Chaka Khan. Bye, yeah. everybody. Is it going to work? Oh, I hear it. I hear it coming. I hear it coming. There we go. Point of Order. Point of Order. <laughs> coming up. Coming up right now. Goodbye.